Hello, everyone, and welcome to C-View Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareco. Our opening song features Reach for the Stars from Cyclone's new album, Showtime, available on all music stores and platforms. A moment of your time is one of the most extraordinary gifts we could ever be given. We are honored every time we've received a moment of your time. We are servants of the new age, the time of prophecy, the time of the ascending sixth sun. We are a platform for alchemists and multidimensional souls. We connect with many planes of reality and assist the awakening journey. We are pure light, transmitters of high vibrational light out into reality. Our shows are held on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time. At any moment to participate on our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line, or you can use Take My Call. And for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash P-U-R-E-C-O slash 11. And then please PM or email Claudia Pareco at cview1111 at gmail.com and include the phone number you'll be using to call the show. All of our podcasts are easily found in all social media and are available free, live, or on demand. To request a show, please write to Claudia Pareco at cview1111 at gmail.com or visit our website, cview1111.net. Now, let's listen to our host and topic of the day. Danny, welcome everybody to another episode of CBU 2021. Today we have uh, the topic of dormant DNA and sacred key code activation for you, your animals, and your ancestral lineage. We are host of today, Lori Spagna. We are so happy to have Lori Spagna here. She is a best-selling author, speaker, ascension guide, multidimensional channel, intuitive DNA activator, animal communicator, energy healer, visionary, light worker, and starseed who has transformed the lives of thousands of humans and animals via her channel ascension guidance intuition, sacred energy healing, and animal communication and telepathy. She provides ascension training and support, sacred energy healing transmission, dormant DNA activation, star code marking activations, and sacred key codes activation for humans and animals. And you can get free gifts at her website, lauriespagna.com. Com. And now, let's talk a little bit about your DNA strands and holding the keys and the codes, the sacred key codes, and to 
assist in during this hour, Lori will let us know what that means, how we can unplug from the 3D reality and the matrix, understand what is this DNA strength we're talking about, and many much more. And of course, I love the part where this is helping our animals. I really, really, really love animals and animal communication. I believe on our ancestral lineages and how everything has been designed in such a way that today, at this moment in our lifetime, we can really change things around. And maybe the answer for that is in that dormant DNA. Is that right, Lori? Welcome to see you. Well, Claudia, thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here with you. And yeah, I do think that is true. The answer that the answers that we are seeking are in our DNA. That is true. We we often don't realize that. Um, so I it, because it's a very unexplored area in terms of everyday, you know, like human layman terms of reality. You know, we when we think about the DNA, we sort of relegate that to the world of scientists, <clears throat> but. If we could understand it from a layman perspective, like an everyday reality perspective, we would begin to realize that all of the solutions to our lives, uh, all of the issues of our lives for us personally and also for us globally are in our DNA. They are stored in our DNA. So when we start to work with our DNA through consciousness, not through the physical so the, the physical is reserved in a sense, not really, but for scientists, doctors, et cetera, they work with the DNA under a microscope or, you know, the way that they work with it in physicality. But the way we work with it is from a non-physical consciousness perspective. And when we learn how to work with energy and consciousness, we can access all of our DNA. So, this is the first thing to understand that it is not reserved for the world of science. Anyone has access to their own DNA through their consciousness and through their understanding of learning how to use and apply energy and, and energetics in their own life, in their own, through their own consciousness. So that's the first basic foundational understanding. That makes sense, right? Pretty basic, right? <laughs> it does. You know, now that we are ascending on in our consciousness and we are understanding within us what that means and the way we are able to interact with this body of, our, of ours, which is in service of ours, it makes me wonder, Laurie, why if we created a DNA, a part of a DNA that would be dormant? Do you have an answer for that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. So the reason we did that is because we, we needed to get to a certain point of consciousness or to a certain vibrational bandwidth of consciousness before we could access this. And the reason is that this energy and this consciousness that's in our DNA, it's so powerful. In fact, we could... Say, we could say, and I, I hope I'm not going to um, upset anyone, but we could easily say that there are people in the world who want our DNA so much that they would basically 
for lack of a better word, forced people to give them DNA tests through nose swabs, right? They would stick a Q-tip up the nose to get the DNA. The DNA is so powerful that we, we put it in a, energetically within us so that, one, nobody could steal it from us, even though they're finding ways to do that, and two, so that by the time we were ready to access it, we could. And the way we get ready to access our DNA is through the heart center. It's, it's through the connection between the brain and the heart. So the brain and the heart have to be unified in a space of what is the heart, the portal of the heart in a sense, portal of love, love and compassion. So we have to have enough love and compassion activated in us. We have to be energetically vibrating because all energy has a vibrational speed. The, the vibration of our energy is the speed, right? The, is the, is the, the measurable speed. And we, so we have to be vibrating in harmony with love and compassion to access our DNA with our consciousness. Otherwise, if we're not, we'll typically think that we can't do it or not know about it or think that it's just something that only doctors can do or only scientists can do. But once we become vibrationally harmonious with a portal that lines up the brain and the heart, which we can effectively say is our, our consciousness lining up with love and compassion, we can get into our DNA. Now, that's just the portal that opens it, that accesses it. And again, the purpose of, of the delay or of making it so that we couldn't get it right away is to make sure that we're coming from a space of love and peace, love and kindness, love and compassion. But once we get in there, that's when we can start making massive change for the better. So, for example, let's get into the strands of DNA so people can understand what we're working with here. The first two strands, of those are the DNA that every human, every animal, we know that we have it, that science knows we have it. And typically, those strands, they, we know they carry our genetics, right? They're codes of our genetics, which tell us what color is our hair, our eyes, our skin, what's our gender, you know, what is our, you know what is our body makeup, and they also carry our ancestral lineage, which I call the stories of our ancestors. So mm-hmm. if the ancestors, if you inherit something, like you inherit diabetes or you inherit cancer or you inherit some disease, it's actually the stories from the ancestors, which means it's the belief systems that the ancestors had and carried. In other words, If we dissect that, every inheritable disease of any kind, and not not just physical disease, by the way, states of being, poverty, right? That's why a good example, even we could say in racial communities, for example, the black community, there's a belief system that's passed down from generation to generation, which I'm not disagreeing with, that it's been very hard on them. You know, that because they took on, maybe they had to relocate here, were forced to come here from slavery down to generation to generation. And I'm just using one example in one specific group, specific group, that maybe it was hard on them or that they didn't come from money and they couldn't make money or that it's, um, or that it's harder for a black man to succeed. So I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying that those are stories 
of the ancestors that were passed down from generation to generation. And so it's not just diseases that we inherit, but it's belief systems that create the foundation of our lives. And that includes money, wealth, poverty. That includes if a mother passed down, all men are useless. Or if a father passed down, all women are just sex toys. Like, it doesn't matter. It just, whatever the belief systems are from the ancestors, and, and maybe a woman passed down, never get married, or all men will use you, and then, then a woman five generations later can't understand, well, she can't meet her right man. You see, stories of the ancestors in the first two strands of DNA. So that affects the way we're living today. So, so far, does this make sense? We're just getting started here. But does this make yeah. sense? Mm-hmm. Good. Because it's important to understand that it's not just about disease. It's about the lifestyle we have, whether we have troubles in relationships or money or career or success or, and yes, also physical health. All of that is generational information and belief systems that get stored up in the first two strands of DNA. Now, up until 2000, wait, before I go there, let me just say that this stuff, we used to believe, we used to believe that this stuff was unchangeable. We <laughs> believed that we were stuck with it, and many people still do, which is why, for example, if somebody believes that they ha- could get breast cancer because their mother did and their mother's mother did, like Angelina Jolie, good example, they might then have their breasts removed as a way to potentially curb that or fight that. But in reality, the information stored in the DNA, so a breast removal is not really the solution. What we can do is work with the DNA to decode or uncode that information and the stories of the ancestors and to recognize through that decoding process that those stories, not only are they not necessarily our story, that, but that the beliefs and the belief systems can be changed both consciously and unconsciously, and, and a new story can be written and scripted. And in fact, when we do it from spiritual consciousness, that we can gain lessons learned that the ancestors did not learn. So the ancestors put those storylines into the DNA, in a sense, to help us to learn from their mistakes. Does this make sense? It does. Right. So once we claim the lessons learned, and the way we claim lessons learned is through consciousness, right? Through vibration. Because there's another, so let's say the storyline is, oh, it's hard to survive. Or let's say the storyline is you, you die from virus. A virus can kill you. Or that's a good storyline, right? Because a lot of people are working through that right now. Because, of course, there are ancestors who believed that. So what if source, creator, God, has a solution and embedded it into a strand of DNA, which we haven't gotten to yet, but to activate that other strand of DNA that could have codes of immunity and imperviousness. But you don't know about it yet because if you're only operating on the first two strands, you might not even know that other code is there to solve this problem. Does this make sense? Okay, good. I just keep checking in with you, Claudia. It just amazing. <laughs> so, all right. So let me go on. So, 
so that's just the first two strands and all the solutions for that is in the other strands of DNA and it's in consciousness, right? So and we can claim the gifts of the lessons learned from what the ancestors didn't learn. So they're trying to help us learn lessons that they didn't learn and we can resolve those things. And once we resolve them, we don't have to perpetuate diabetes or any form of dis-ease or even if it's mental or emotional challenges, we can resolve those too, right? If it was mental health issues passed down from generation to generation, if it was stroke, if it was, you name it, right? All that stuff. Now, when we get into the other strands, beyond the next, the first two strands, and by the way, let's bridge the gap here with science. In 2012, there were enough credible scientists who published enough credible scientific information, scientifically researched and documented, into enough credible scientific journals that it became considered proof and fact by the collective, all of humanity, that we have an additional 10 strands of DNA, which is not junk, which was what they used to think it was just junk, good for nothing, which is ridiculous not junk, but rather dormant. So from those 2012 publications, with enough scientists validating it, they became, the the scientific community became consciously aware that there is 10 more strands of DNA that is dormant and has incredible potential, but they don't know what it is. So since then, there's been a massive collection effort on Earth, which is why Ancestry and Me, and DNA and me, like that's those, all of those kinds of websites where you give over your DNA, those websites are all owned by the government now, CIA, et cetera, because they want the DNA. And they give you something back. They'll tell you about your ancestors if they can. But, and they do the same thing with dogs and cats, by the way. So they can find out, you know, what your animal companion's bloodlines are. So they're trying to find out what the DNA is good for. That's the phase right now that humanity is in. But those of us who are spiritually advanced and progressed on our journey, and we can all get there. It's not restricted to anyone, but it has to be done in a way that is compatible with love and compassion, love and peace, love and kindness, because that's the portal that enters, that gives access to that other DNA. And it has to be done in a way that is in service to the greater good of humanity. Once we access that, we can see the next two strands, third and fourth, for example, are primarily the strands where one begins to recognize their connection to the non-physical. So that's where you start realizing your ability to work with consciousness to change your first two strands, for example. That's where you start realizing your ability to change beliefs and belief systems that you've had that have held you back. That's where you realize you have the ability to take on new beliefs that will help you move forward. That's also where you start realizing that you do have angels and that angels are real. That's like you, before that, people just think it's all fluff and they don't believe. After that, you start believing. You believe in those possibilities. You start to believe that you can connect with your loved ones who cross over. You start to realize Maybe there is no such thing as death, just a release of the physical body. 
um, you also start to realize that maybe ghosts are real, maybe entities are real, maybe things like demonics are real. We get into all that, right? And you start playing with that. When I say playing, you're interacting with it. You're learning about it. You're developing it. You learn about chakras, right? This is what we call fourth dimensional reality. It's made up of the non-physical realm. Now, when we get to the fifth strand, that's where we, we start to shift. Fifth and sixth strand, we start to shift out of believing and into knowing. We know. We don't believe anymore. We know. And that's why it gets a little hard to deal with people sometimes who are in the knowing category because now we don't like to tolerate as much of what we call BS, right? We don't, we become a little less tolerant of, of what we perceive to be ignorance. And it's not that we're necessarily, we're working with judgments now too, because we know we have to get out of our judgments, but we also know what we know. And so it gets a little harder even to like have arguments and debates because we're not interested in that. And by the way, that's a six-dimensional strand, six-strand six, six of DNA is where we get out of, we start getting out of the things that, are, that uphold the, the third-dimensional third reality. We no longer are interested in argument. We're not interested in debate. We're not interested. We, we, we have to work on not trying to be right about what we know because we recognize that just because someone doesn't know what we know doesn't make them wrong. They just have their belief systems. So, and there's other, we also recognize that there's lots of belief systems we don't know yet. So that's when we're playing with the fifth and sixth strand of DNA. We're beginning to come into alignment with our divinity because we realize all beings have the capacity to have this and to do this and to experience this. And, and this is where we start working more and more with, we go beyond manifestation, right? Manifestation is a game of early manifestation is a game of like the third strand and the fourth strand of DNA when you work, cause you're playing with it. But in the fifth and sixth strand of DNA, you go beyond manifestation to materialism and actualization. You're actualizing things into the physical world not just about dreaming it up it's you're you're creating it you're a conscious creator you start working with the power in your dna to create reality the way you want it to be and you know that the law you have to work with universal laws you start working with universal laws you start learning what the laws are because the laws of the universe which are quantum physics but they're spiritual laws they're not exactly the same but they're mostly the same those laws now become what govern you because you know you must, you must abide by those laws and those laws are always for the good of all, never harm to anyone. They are, they are laws that are unbreakable and those, those are encoded in the DNA too because you can't, you can't get past really for the most part. You can't get past the six-strand DNA. You can dip into the higher realms but you can't hang out there for very long unless you're really following the laws of the universe which are, again, coded in the sixth strand. So, so far, does all this make sense? Does. It's very progressed information, but it's really not that hard to dissect when we understand how it can apply to our everyday lives. Now, when we start getting into sixth strand of DNA, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth strand, all of those, we're dealing with working more frequently and readily with ascended masters 
angelic, you know, higher state beings. Higher is just a relative term, but they're, they're beings who are purified, so to speak, of the lower dimensional realms and the, the energetics that are entangled in the lower strands of DNA. Does that make sense? Yes, but when you say that we are now interacting with higher beings, do you mean that unless you're able to have a actual interaction, then you're not there? Or, no. Like, no, no, what no, do no, you, would you not. define that? Yeah, thank you so much for asking for a clarification. It's a very important question you're asking. The moment you start breaking through into a third strand of DNA, and, and even before then, really, all beings on physical earth have guides. All mm-hmm. beings on physical earth have masters, teachers, loved ones, angels, angelics, and they're interacting all the time. The only difference is that the more density a person has, in other words, the more of their DNA is still holding that, that density of the, of the physical world, the, what we call pain and suffering, what we call different forms of karmic debris, energetic entanglement, emotional, mental, physical, spiritual kinds of issues of the physical known world. The more of that they have, the less they realize that their angels and guides are working to help them. So we're, we all have them all the time, and that includes animals too. The only difference is, is that as you work with your DNA and as you clear and resolve all of these beliefs and belief systems and thoughts and concepts that are only true in the physical world and are not absolutely true, the more you clear away trauma and sadness, suffering, grief, regret, remorse, shame, all those kinds of energetic densities, the more conscious you are of your interaction with the higher realms. And the more beings from the higher realms become available to you, more and more. Because angels, for example, angels will cross all dimensional frequencies. Angels exist right here, right now, side by side with us. So do other beings who have crossed over, who want to interact with us or who are choosing. Tons of them. But the more we are um, in more alignment with them, in other words, the more light we hold and the less density we carry, the more of them are available to us. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. But first, a question for you. When you get less dense and you are ascending and getting more and more higher in vibration, the less that you are separated with, the, with all of the others or the beings, so the less clear is that them and us. Is That's that true. right? Yeah. So then it's not like because I'm talking to you out there. It's more like an inner interaction that sometimes is difficult to, to separate because it's just the same. Is that correct? That's, yes, that's very true. And what I've come to learn and to realize is that when I'm aligning at those higher frequencies, which we didn't get yet really so much beyond the seventh strand, but when I'm aligning there, I'm at one with them. So I'm part of a collective with them. 
I'm in there. This is what we mean when we say a collective. So if you're familiar with um, one of the most famous channels on the planet, Abraham, Abraham Hicks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Abraham refers to themselves as a collective of many, many beings. And that is true. So when, when you come into these higher frequencies, a person will very, very often start, as I know I do, recognize yourself as part of that collective. I'm at one with many of these beings. So, because we all exist there as part of the collective, as part, as, as, we have different levels of our connection with them. So, does that make sense? Yes. And have you experienced, Lori, also that as you get up in that collective, a lot of the things that we were talking about, the lower levels, angels, spirit guides, ancestors, all of that starts to vanish into something that you no longer have a definition for? (laughs) That's a very enlightened question. And yes, I agree. Because we we tend to let go of a lot of the references and reference points that we once had. That's because for the most part, it doesn't matter. It only matters it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, for example, most of them, you know, when I was starting off, I remember that one of the big questions I used to get a lot of times was, what, what's my spirit guide's name? Mm-hmm. At those levels, they don't even care about their name. It's like, well, we're just here. We love you. We don't need a name. Well, not always. It's not absolutely the case all the time. But a lot of the time, because these, these points of separation just they eliminate they, they're gone you're not a separate from you're more unified and a name is just another way to separate it knows all a lot of these beings know themselves as a vibrational frequency and a point of of light consciousness and that's enough for them so even their delineation sometimes as a particular being whether they're a spirit guide or a master and in fact, many ascended masters are also angelics, play both roles, different times, different points in time and space. We also, in the higher strands of DNA, we also, that's where we start to connect with our star family. And that's also significant. So the star family races also come forward, and very often they come forward as collectives, not always individuals. Sometimes they do come as individuals, but very often it's collective. So most humans on earth in the lower realms of the physical world are just starting to realize that um, what they call aliens are real. And a lot of them are still very confused if these aliens are benevolent or not benevolent or uh, who they are or what they're doing here. But they don't really understand that aliens is just a human term for the physical version but what we play with in these – again, we're using the word higher as a reference, but it's really like what they tend to like, nice. pure, pure dimensional realms. And when we've unlocked more of our DNA, they're star family races. They are beings from the stars who consider themselves to be our family, and they consider us to be their family, and they recognize that the DNA that we have – that we unlock and uncode has what helps them to evolve 
And at the same time, they realize that they can give us DNA activations to help us awaken within us, within our DNA, the solutions to our problems and challenges that we've been searching for. So that's, but that's typically what's going on when we start accessing like 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th dimensional strands of DNA. We're interacting with beings who are part of a collective with us, who are our family members. They may be identifying as ascended masters. They may be identifying as angels. They may be identifying as star family beings. We also, by the way, interact with collective groups much more frequently, for example, animal collectives. So mm-hmm. there's almost no animal collective. I mean, I've, I've spoken to almost every subgroup of animals and the collective of animals, you can, you can speak to them and communicate with them as individuals, but also as groups, whole groups of whales or whole groups of dolphins or whole groups of elephants, etc or just the collective of the animal kingdom, right? They're, they're all different frequency bandwidths. And again, the ability to do that gets unlocked within us. It doesn't, it's not a pill. It gets awakened within us, and then we cultivate it, we work with it, and we learn at that frequency bandwidth how to do it and how to engage in it in a way where we, we are effective and powerful at it But again, always, you can't get there unless it's in service to the greater good of all beings involved. So does that make sense? Yes. And this is why activating the DNA is so important at this time, especially because, so for me, I've been playing with the DNA for a long time now, probably for about, um, I would say about 20 years, something like that. And um, you know, part of how it got activated and awakened in me was that I had a star family connection, which means a first contact experience, right? What some people would call an abduction or induction. I call it called an induction, but what it really means is I was teletra- I was transported on ship, and it got activated in me by beings of pure frequencies of light, so that then I could go forward and share it with others. But, but what, the, what I discovered while I've been working with all this DNA, and I, to me this is like a perfect example of why it's so important, is I discovered codes of, for example, of immunity and imperviousness. We, we touched on that earlier. So codes of immunity and imperviousness are in the DNA, and they can be activated, and they... Can, they can make you, they will, once they're properly activated, make you 100% immune and impervious to any and all viruses. And that includes what we're identifying as COVID. Now, when you walk around with 100% immunity and imperviousness to the virus, to a virus, sorry, my dog is barking in the background. When, you, when you're walking around with that on planet Earth, that means you, you're walking around 100% free of any fear, any worry, any doubt that you could possibly contract that. And you're holding a pure container now. You're basically embodying a pure container, which means your physical vehicle, which means now you're a force of healing. 
because one of the ways these codes of immunity and impervious activate is they radiate out from your vehicle, your body vehicle, your physical form. They radiate out from you. And like osmosis, they, they protect your field. And if they touch anyone, interact with anyone else, that person is positively uplifted, positively benefiting just from being near you. And those codes are in our DNA. Amazing, right? Is that incredible? incredible. <laughs> it is. Larry, you keep saying something that if, if it's done appropriately and correctly, how do we know and how do you work with the doubt when that, to, to be able to, um, to activate them in, in such a way that your human mind doesn't come back to trick you into doubt and fear and any of those things? Yeah. Well, first know that if, if someone's working with doubt and fear, those are frequencies that exist at a third dimensional and even fourth dimensional bandwidth. They exist there. And, and even to some degree, fifth dimensional bandwidth. So, so you have to, you can't, you have to work with the doubt and the fear on its own. That's its own realm of developing mastery. So because in order to get through through to higher realms, one must cleanse or purify themselves of doubt and fear. That's a major component of spiritual growth. So we can't just bypass it. And you can see right now on planet Earth, humans are having to be, they're having to face their doubt and fear in a massive way, right? Fear of death, fear of disease, fear of just everything. I mean, I could go on and on. So you have to work with that. And you have to learn how to process doubt and fear. And, and that's one aspect of it. And then the other part of, of working with that, doing it in the, I mean, this is like, again, this is something that is learned over time, not in five minutes, but Part of understanding that you're moving through the doubt and the fear is the understanding that it is never the human who does this work. It's not me. It's my ability to allow source to do its work. So I don't have to have any doubt or fear because it's God working through me. Or, and I use the word God, but some people don't like that word. Source, creator, you know, a holy, a holy divinity any words you like it's that the purest omnipresent omnipotent divine source of all that is all that ever was and all that ever will be that is what's doing the work through me when i'm working with the dna sometimes it's an angelic an angel or an angel god comes forward and identifies so i don't have to have doubt because that angel or angel angel god is saying here's what i'm going to do or it might be mother mary or an ascended being of some kind, but they always identify. And and the reason I don't have doubt on that stuff is just because I've been doing this for 20 years. But believe me, when I first started, I had doubt. It start you have to work through that. It takes a long time. Um, and and you know we're not all necessarily meant to activate DNA, but we are all meant to know that we can awaken within us what we're meant to awaken and activate so that we can live our best lives, so that we can be free from fear, free from worry, doubt, free from all of these lower dimensional constructs that have been holding humanity back for way too long. 
that make sense? Does that answer the question? It does. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, and I'll tell you one other little piece on this is that, um, you know, in the earliest phases of, of working, because everybody goes through that, Claudia, like everybody has those phases of doubt and fear and stuff when they're going through it. It's a natural part of the process of having to have that. It has to come up so that we can address it, because if it doesn't come up, it's just swept under the carpet, right? That's what's going on globally right now, by the way humanity what has been swept under the carpet is coming up so that we can see it and resolve it it must come up so that we can resolve it so that as we move into our future we can live in a better way we can all live in a better way but so that said one of the things I remember in the earliest states was just learning how to secure what I do call securing boundaries you have to make sure that only God's love and light is coming through and only that was, which is aligned with your intention and desire. When you have an intention and desire to activate, for example, codes of immunity and imperviousness or any other codes, once you learn along the journey, like how to secure boundaries to make sure only God's purest love and light is coming through. And again, you don't have to use the word God. because Some people don't always like that word necessarily, but once you learn that, um, that's when you start to be able to trust more. You get to trust more because you recognize, like, I've set, set the boundaries. I've stated the intention. I've called forward. I know what I'm, what my part is. And now from here, there is a degree of developing trust. Because trust is the natural balance, in some cases, to the doubt. Like doubt and disbelief is counterbalanced by trust trust and faith. So you de- you're, you're also simultaneously working on developing that as well. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It's a very elaborate answer, I realize, but it's because we have a limited <laughs> amount of time rather than, you know, it's not like a, um, a training class, but it, it's as much, it's the big picture of trying to cover it as much as I can in, in the time that we have. So I hope that's helpful. It does. So, so we're talking about um, working with your DNA and your sacred codes as devotions. And you are mentioning also that we are doing this for us. We can do it in our ancestral stories and our animals. Can you comment a little bit about how to do that with your animals or how yeah. animals do that with you? Yeah. Well, the thing about animals is as humanity is waking up right now, I mean, we're going through this evolutionary process, right, this big jump in our evolution. And as we're going through this, everyone is waking up. It is true for the animals too. So the animals, they, their mission on earth is very different from ours. Ours is to bring, well, we have multiple missions, but one of which is to awaken and remember who we are. And who we are is the divine. We are the divine. The divine is within us, all of us. And there's nowhere that the divine is not, right? The animals have that too. Their mission and purpose is a little bit different though because they're also helping humans to awaken. They're helping humans to heal and they're helping humans to activate and remember and recall the joy. That's what, that's meant to be, that's really ours. So, their DNA is slightly different in the sense that they don't 
the same ancestral storylines, although they do to some degree, you know, if an animal is, if the animal goes to a vet and a vet finds something in their DNA that's genetic or, you know, genetic or linked to um, an inherited, something that they inherited, okay, they have that to some degree. But we really, most of the time, that's not how we use animals in our family lives and our animal companions and animals in the wild don't typically have that. What, so they don't have as much of that inheritance of the, of the storyline. They're not necessarily here to resolve their own ancestral storylines for the most part. They're here to help the human that they live with or the earth where they live and the area of earth where they live. And so, but at the same time, as all this DNA is being awakened, they have additional strands just like we do. So they're becoming more conscious just as we are. And so different species of animals are asking for different things. Like even as we're awakening, some of us are saying, well, I want to be a great psychic or I want to run my own business instead of working for someone else or, you know, whatever it is we're wanting, they're wanting things too. So, for example, the collective of animals, one of the things they're wanting, and this is coded in their DNA, for them to awaken, is they want to be recognized as sentient beings, fully sentient beings. They want to be recognized not just as um, inferior. So, for example, when humans make a statement like, we're the most advanced animals on Earth, we're more advanced than animals, most of the animals kind of, laugh at that, not laugh as in judgmental, condescending, but sort of laugh as in loving joy, like they don't understand how sentient we are. So that's part of what it is. But if you're talking about working directly with the DNA, I will tell you this. Any animal companion that you live with who is your animal companion, in other words, the word we've used in the third dimensional world is own, that you own, which the animals laugh at that because they say, you can't own a living being. <laughs> they say that. You can't own, it's impossible to own a living being. But in any case, let's say you have an animal companion and you want to activate immunity in them. You can. Because they can receive in their DNA and in their consciousness anything that you can receive that you give consent for them to receive. And if you're working with an animal communicator who's telepathic, I am, I can ask the animal directly myself. Would you like this? Would you like to awaken this within you? Because it's all stored up just the way it is with us. So does that make sense? Yeah, and I guess they never say no to that question, right? They almost never say no to something that the human is saying yes to, especially when it's for the betterment of the human. So, for example, if the human's getting a healing, like we do a healing on the human, and not all healing has to involve the DNA, by the way. Of course, you know that. We can do an energetic healing on, like, anxiety. Or you can do an energetic healing on doubt or disbelief or any kind of unconscious belief system or any kind of anything going on. We can do a healing on it. And we can give the same healing to the animal as well, provided that the human who is the guardian of the animal says yes to give it to the animal or that the animal says yes directly, him or herself. So if you're working with a healer who also practices and engages in animal communication, they can ask the animal directly. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And same is true for the DNA. And so when we do DNA activations, which I do these, I do DNA activations and have been doing them now. Like I said, I, when I first started doing them, I was just doing them on myself. I didn't really know what I was doing. It was because I had that uh, first contact experience. And so I, it started like happening organically for me. And then I started doing it for my own animal companions. And I was amazed, like, in the earliest stages, I was like, I didn't know if it was real or not, but all I could tell is that my, my dog was jumping six foot wall, and they were like, had so much energy, and and they were like, even amazingly more obedient, for lack of a better word, and um, like, better partners with me, and I could tell that they were more telepathic with me, in fact, um, one of my most beloved dogs, I would travel with her on the plane all the time. And I would, I remember downloading and awakening into her how to travel on the the plane as a, you know, most perfect animal companion. And I mean, it was incredible how she just knew from that download. So these kinds of things, the animals really can, can get. But what I'm saying was, when I first started doing it, I did it with them, and I was like, wow, okay, now I'll start doing it with some friends, just asking the friends, like, for feedback. And so I started small little circles of what I used to call manifestation and healing circles where we would do it, and I started with just little teeny DNA codons. I didn't even know back then. Like, I didn't know what I was doing, but I just started doing it as I was guided as I was doing it for myself and for animals and only with friends. And I'd say, look, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to affect you. I can only tell you what, what's happened to me and my animals. And, and then they would give me feedback and they'd be like, oh, my God, I wrote the book last night that I haven't been able to write. I wrote it the whole night after the activation. And other people were like, I can't even believe it. I got to sleep. I've never slept my whole – I haven't had a good night's sleep my whole life. Like little, at first it was little changes like that that were still very profound for them. You know, oh, my God, now I'm starting to see angels. I never thought I could see them before, like that kind of thing. But after that, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And it just now I do them for hundreds and hundreds of people, and I do them four times a year through the webinar, through my webinar online at my, like the next one coming up. We always do them on specific dates. So the next one coming up is 11-11, November 11th because that's a master Stargate portal. We call that a master Stargate portal. Um, it's when all of the ascended masters and beings from the higher realms help us on that day. It's like an appointment in time and space. And we can show up and meet with them at these higher realms in the non-physical by bridging the gap between us and the physical and them and the non-physical, and then they help us to activate more of this unconscious DNA that we have, this dormant potential. Another time of year, I always do an 8-8, which is known as the Lion's Gate. So the Lion's Gate is when many of our star family races, and in particular the Syrian race, come in and help us. And that's a a portal. It's a time-space date where we start to know these when we activate our DNA, because that's also encoded. It's like an appointment. It's like if I were to say, Claudia, I'm coming to Charlotte, and I'm going to be in the Starbucks at 5 o'clock on this date. And you'd be like, okay, I'll be there, right? It's the same concept. So I do the DNA activations four times a year on those. Those are two of the dates. And then always on the triple portal, 
which this year was 555, right? That was the triple portal. And these portal dates are when, that again, when the realms between the non-physical and the physical are so wide open that we can get the most amount of activation and consciousness possible. They're great days for DNA activation. So that makes sense. And those activate those portals that you use, um, those classes, those seminars, are we talking days, weeks? How long do they last? No. They're typically three to four hour calls, three to four hours. And usually what happens is the first hour or a little more than an hour, I'm explaining the codes that we're going to do. The codes are usually, I'm working those codes in between. So if I do them four times a year, Usually for about three months, approximately, I'm working with the codes, and I'm being told what we're going to do for the next one, because every time we do them, they're different, every time. Although this, these days, I always include immunity and imperviousness. I, I include them, and they seem to get bigger in the list, because we started to include things like immunity and imperviousness to shedding, immunity and imperviousness to nanotechnology, because that's in those vaccines, immunity and imperviousness to luciferase, because that's lucifer ace is in those vaccines immunity and imperviousness to um graphite because that's in those vaccines so we we've included a lot more in those and those are in every one of them but the point to answer your question is i'm usually working with the codes for about three months or more sometimes for years and then finally i'm told okay you're ready do this code like do these codes um but, yeah, they're three- to four-hour calls. In the first hour and a half, I'm usually explaining who's bringing it in, if it's beings from another dimensional realm or if it's just source, um, and what the codes are and what they are for so that people can understand and learn from them. And there's usually some channeled information that comes in there. Sometimes animals want to share things, too. Like, for example, um, in the most recent one we had, we had um, the animals, believe it or not, the cicadas came in, which is like a bug, right? Yeah, but they were talking about how they have within them, coded within them, the ability to sing their song fearlessly, regardless of what it sounds like. And mm-hmm. that they also have the ability to activate a kind of light, light language within us, the ability for us to sing and express ourselves fearlessly, authentically, joyfully, playfully. And they just brought in that energy and those activations for those who wanted to receive them. So, and once we activate that, then it's like we have that ability. Oh, my God, suddenly I feel comfortable singing and speaking authentically. (laughs) You know, it's that kind of thing. So, yeah, we get them from animals, all kinds of – so I explain all of that in the first hour and a half, and then this – then we take a short break, and then it's about an hour and a half or sometimes a little longer, you know, going of meditation with the activations. And then after we do the activations, people are, you know, told to, you know, be very peaceful, you know, rest and relax, no, no harsh TV, no news, no violence. Don't put yourself near anyone who would upset you or trigger you. Just let it, because it has to um, integrate. Yeah. It takes a little time to integrate, right? Yeah. And information you know, about the water, those, you know that. They go to yeah. your website? Yeah. I mean, people can, first of all, people can sample a DNA activation. It's not a really 
um, deep one, but it's a generic, what I call a generic DNA activation, which is really good. Like they can sample that at my website at lorispania.com forward slash free gifts forward slash DNA. And they can get a gifted DNA activation and also a class that talks about why we do it and how we do it. Um, And then for people who love animals, they can get some incredible gifts to help them learn more about communicating telepathically with animals and how to use energy with animals and um, how to work with animals and help animals. They can go to lorispania.com forward slash free gifts forward slash animals. And by the way, there's also a gifted activation on my YouTube channel for the codes of immunity and imperviousness, which I cannot recommend enough. Like just Mm -hmm. listen, it's free. Go to my YouTube channel by just searching my name, Lori Spagna, and listen to um, the 20-minute DNA activation for codes of immunity and imperviousness on my YouTube channel. That's free to everybody. And it's, it's not even a deep meditation. It's, it's something you can do in 20 minutes. And, yeah, it is good if they do it more than once, but it's, it's just as you feel guided. You will really love and benefit from it. And that's free at my YouTube channel. So, yeah, all you have to do is search lorispania.com. Well, so, yeah. thank you for that. Well, yeah, I, I think I could, I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours and, and not get enough of that. So, thank you so much. Well, Claudia, so thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that. And you, you know why? Because we have limitless potential within us, all of us, limitless potential. It's all within us. That's why you feel like that, because I've unlocked and awakened so much of that limitlessness in me, and I'm still doing it. Wonderful thing, and I think that's maybe the most beautiful way to complete our call is just to help everyone to realize that we are, and I know you know this, I know your community knows this, we're shifting out of an old paradigm that's based in fear and scarcity and lack and limitation, and we're awakening into a new paradigm that's based in limitless potential for the greater good of all and it exists within our own DNA and within us and we all have it and it's very exciting and, and as we do this our lives will improve so much for the better not only personally not only for our animal our beloved animals but for the whole of humanity and this is very exciting so thank you for noticing and, and thank you for having me Claudia Thank you as well for for bringing that much information to our listeners, followers. And I will be checking out your YouTube, Laurie Spagna, and also going for all those gifts that you mentioned. That's so awesome to have free stuff. That makes me happy too. Mm, Me too. Thank you again. Thank you. And have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, everybody. Mm